0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, February 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. China has pulled back from an internet pipeline connecting Asia and Europe, and Credit Suisse reliably delivered another miserable earnings report. Plus, Disney is free from activist investor Nelson Peltz. For now, I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT has learned that two of China's biggest telecoms groups withdrew their investment from an international subsea cable project. This half-a-billion-dollar internet pipeline involves thousands of miles of cables connecting Southeast Asia to Western Europe. According to FT sources, China Telecom and China Mobile withdrew last year after a U.S. company was selected to build the line over a Chinese company. The departure of the two Chinese companies highlights the growing battle between Beijing and Washington over global internet infrastructure. But one source described these two companies as important but not critical to the project. It is Bob Iger's birthday today, and the Disney CEO got an early present. Yesterday, his nemesis of late, the activist investor Nelson Peltz, appeared on CNBC to say that he is ending his proxy battle for a Disney board seat. But Peltz didn't make it 100% clear that he is throwing in the towel for good.
1: This was a great win for all the shareholders. We wish the very best to Bob. We will be watching we will be rooting. Peltz had
0: been demanding big cost cuts at Disney, and that's what Disney announced would happen in a big restructuring plan earlier this week. Still, Peltz's decision to stand down came as a surprise to the FT's Ortensa ally. And Nelson Peltz isn't one known to walk away from a fight. He's he's been in quite big proxy battles before. Uh, probably one of the biggest, with uh, Procter & Gamble. So I think a lot of people thought that he would fight this to the end, although there sh- there, there was some sense that perhaps he wasn't going to win. And that was largely based on this campaign, so to speak, that Disney had, where they were sort of saying, well, why would we have Nelson Peltz on our board? He doesn't really know the media industry at all, uh, and we need media executives. So I, I think... We're shocked that he's he's pulling back. That's the FT's Hortensa ally. European banks have been reporting healthy profits with one notable exception, Credit Suisse. Not a huge surprise there. But yesterday, when the bank reported its latest earnings, it said that it lost nearly $8 billion dollars last year. That is the worst annual loss for Credit Suisse since the 2008 financial crisis. To find out how damaging this is for the bank, I'm joined by the FT's Owen Walker. Hey, Owen. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Can't really say the same for Credit Suisse, though. Uh, investment banking revenue slumped. Clients are taking their money out in droves. How do you describe the financial health of Credit Suisse right now, Owen?
1: So. Uh, you know, the, the patient is very sick. The doctor is administering some uh, incredibly harsh treatment, and we are at the very early stages of that. We've got plenty more pain to go.
0: Okay, well, let's keep going with the sick patient metaphor. Um, so, by treatment, we're talking about the big restructuring plan, the board and the management team laid out last October, it involves pivoting away from riskier investment banking and focusing more on stable wealth management. But right now, the wealth management division has taken a huge hit, right, Owen?
1: Yeah, the, the big dominant story uh, coming into these results is a huge outflow of uh, assets from its wealth business. So these are lots of ultra-rich clients pulling money out of their Credit Suisse accounts and giving them to to rivals to manage and the root cause of that was some incredibly damaging social media rumours right at the start of October and that money hasn't returned and it's still at a much lower level is is still bleeding out from the bank so they're really suffering at all angles at this point.
0: So I want to ask about Credit Suisse's plan for investment banking. It's going to spin off the bank, but the first step of that plan is to buy a boutique advisory firm called M. Klein & Company. What can you tell us about it?
1: What's interesting about this business is it's run by Michael Klein, who is a legendary dealmaker from his heyday at Citibank and later um, advising some of the biggest M&A deals in the US, but also with a, a stack of Middle Eastern clients. Klein was a director of Credit Suisse until fairly recently. He's now been chosen to run the new spun-off investment bank. And so this first transaction is essentially buying his boutique, folding it into the Credit Suisse US operations, and then that will be part of the spun-off first Credit Suisse first Boston operation.
0: So it sounds like he'll play a pretty big role in the bank's future, yeah?
1: Michael Klein is incredibly important. I mean, uh, aside from the chairman, Axel Lehmann, and the CEO, Uli Kurner, He's probably the third most important or among the, the top three most important people in this entire restructuring plan. Um, Michael Klein's role is very much about creating value out of an investment bank that has really been undervalued by the market. And so he's been brought in to turn that into something that not only has value, which but can also be a, a real opportunity for for credit suisse to to do something more than just straightforward wealth management and you know a bit of banking in its domestic market
0: could anything derail this plan i mean the earnings report makes it look like the bank is in really bad shape
1: you know the results were really bad and they were worse than people expected but they weren't at the scale that could really disrupt these plans now were anything significant to, to pop up in you know the next sort of 6 to 12 months that really do cause more significant losses disrupt the capital base disrupt the leverage levels that uh, credit suisse has if those were to happen this could cause knock on effect a, a real decline in share price you know i think it's down about 13% or something as on thursday afternoon if the credit rating agencies downgrade, you know, with one S&P, it's just one level above junk status. These would have huge ramifications and would potentially derail this, this restructuring plan. At the moment, it seems like that plan is, is okay. It's on sound footing, but it's a long, long, painful journey to, to get where they need to be.
0: Owen Walker is the FT's European banking correspondent. Thank you, Owen.
1: Great. Thanks very much.
0: Before we go, this Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday in the U.S., and to give you a sense of how big a deal this American football championship is, it's always the most watched event of the year in the U.S., sporting or otherwise. Americans are expected to wager a record $16 billion on this year's game, and it's the big day for advertisers, too given all the eyeballs in one place. They spend millions coming up with catchy star-studded commercials to promote their brands. Last year, a certain cryptocurrency exchange had this ad. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. Well, we all know how that one turned out. Oh, by the way, in case you're actually invested in the game, it's between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Sonia Hudson, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Jatsuna Singh, David De Silva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio. And our theme song is by Metaphor Music.